It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Somehow, someway, BYU has led in all five of their games in the Big 12 to this point at halftime. Somehow, BYU's 2-3. and three. The most recent example is this game against Texas Tech. Let's break it down on Postcast. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day, as always. Welcome into a special postcast edition of the BYU podcast, your original daily BYU podcast, I should say. As a recap, BYU's disheartening loss to the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Now, this is a game for BYU that at halftime, had you we done the postcast then, life's good for BYU in that circumstance because they're up 16, they were shooting lights out, They were 50% from three, 54.5% from the field overall in the first half. And oh, by the way, they had to play another 20 minutes in this game, and they end up falling flat on their face. This is a disappointing loss for BYU. And I mentioned in the open, BYU in all five, all five of the Big 12 games to this point have led at halftime in all five of those games. And somehow, someway, the BYU men's basketball program is two and three in conference play. They've got to learn to be able to close out games. And today was just the latest example of this. The tough part for BYU in this game is when you have a 16-point lead, you just need to go out there and continue to do what you're doing. What did BYU do in the second half of this game? It felt like they just got two up in their uh, their thought, okay, we got this in the bag. Let's just go out there and do our thing. Oh, and by the way, Texas Tech, they trailed Kansas State a week ago by 11 points and came back to win that game once again. This Texas Tech team, to their credit, is absolutely relentless. Uh, they just really do not let you off the hook at all. And Pops Isaac, really, Pop Isaacs, I should say, not Pops Isaac, Pop Isaacs came on strong in that second half. He made six of nine three-pointers, if I'm not mistaken, in this game, and he led Texas Tech in a furious rally as they made BYU pay for some of their lackadaisical play in the second half of this game. There is one stat, one singular stat that explains everything about this game in my mind, and that stat points off turnovers. BYU in this game had 12 turnovers. You know how many points Texas Tech scored off those 12 turnovers? If you guessed 22, you're exactly right. Uh, Texas Tech in this game had six turnovers. You know how many points BYU scored off turnovers from Texas Tech? Four. Yes, that disparity right there completely explains why BYU ended up losing this game 85-78 to for me. I can end the postcast right now and feel totally content as to why I feel like BYU lost this game. It's disappointing because this was a game that you could have stolen on the road. And I've talked about on this podcast, any of you who have listened, I've said that BYU needs to pick up a couple of wins on the road. This is an extremely tough place to go to in Lubbock, Texas. They have not lost a game in Lubbock at the USA, as they call it, the United Supermarkets Arena down there in Lubbock since last March. They are undefeated down there in Lubbock, speaking of the Red Raiders, and you had a chance, speaking of BYU, to go in there and pick up a hard-fought win. Would be the second straight road win for BYU as a men's basketball program. Would have put them at 3-2 and two in conference and having people talk about, wow, BYU's won three in a row in conference play. They got Houston and Texas ahead at home next week. Can they push this win streak even further? Alas, in the second half, BYU let a lot of the things that they had 
done so well in the first half of this game and just kind of just stopped doing that in the second half. It didn't help that guys like Jackson Robinson and Richie Saunders, who were making shots early in this game, came up 0 for it felt like in the second half. I didn't know they didn't come up 0 for it is what I'm trying to say, but they just felt like they did. They just did not have the same type of impact. Richie Saunders led BYU with 13 points at halftime, ends up with 16 points, and that final three points came very, very late in this game. It's disheartening the way BYU gave this one up. The one dude I will give a massive tip of the cap to is Ali Khalifa. Ali Khalifa, when BYU seemingly couldn't buy a bucket, went to work in the post and made big bucket after big bucket. He did his part. His first 20-plus point performance for BYU in this game was 9-17 from the field, 21 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. He did his part. The sad part is, is the guys around him did not do their part. That That's the disheartening part in the second half is too many guys came up empty, it felt like, in that second half. Did they get too fat and happy at halftime thinking, oh, you got this in the bag? Maybe so. But you know that Pop Isaacs go off for 32 points in this game? You just, you're not going to be feeling comfortable about that. And BYU's right back to the drawing board. We all know that the Big 12 is going to be an absolutely tough thing for BYU to navigate here and I've said it once, I'll say it again. 9-9 nine and nine is where I've kind of stated I think BYU should be aiming to finish in the conference. And now that sounds weird, but finishing 500 would very much get them in to the tournament. But when you have winnable games, the Cincinnati game was winnable, this game was winnable. Really the only game I feel like so far out of the five BYU's played in Big 12, Big 12 play that was not winnable, and even they had a chance in that one at points, was the Baylor game. BYU very easily could find themselves 4-1 and one had they been able to close games better here in Big 12 play so far. Alas, they're 2-3. and three. They're learning lessons. They're going to have to learn tough lessons like what they learned today. Is that you, yeah, you get a big at halftime, you're feeling good about yourself. But guess what? The other team, they're not feeling so good. And they're going to be hungry and they're on their home court and they're going to want to come out and punch you in the mouth. That's exactly what Texas Tech did. There were two 7-0 runs early on in that second half, and then you could just really feel the momentum completely slip out of the hands of BYU and go firmly into the control of Texas Tech. BYU tried to hold on for as long as possible, but when you have too many guys missing shots, taking ill-advised shots once again in the second half, turning the ball over, and just generally not playing the cohesive team basketball that they had in the first half, yeah, the law of averages is going to catch up as well. BYU in the first half, they were 10 of 20 from three. Second and half, 3 of 19. So they came back to earth when it came to the three-point shooting. It been 13 of 39. That's 33.3%. This is a team, during most of non-conference play, was shooting darn near 40, if not beyond 40% from three. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Live by the three, die by the three, but BYU has to find different ways to win basketball games. I actually really like the way that they won the game at UCF last week, as ugly as it was. They couldn't buy a bucket when it came to their free throws, but they dug in defensively and just ground out that win. This is a Texas Tech team that is much more talented than that UCF team, and BYU should have been able to find a way, it feels like, in this game, but they just, in the second half, they let it slip from their grasp, and on the road, you're going against a lot of things. You're going against 
against. A lot of the, the crowd, obviously, is going against you. The momentum is obviously going to side with the home team when they have their crowd behind them. And you've just got to be able to battle through that. And BYU held on for as long as possible. But really, it's Ali Khalifa, seemingly, four other nameless, faceless guys out there, so to say, for BYU. And you got guys like Pop Isaacs going off for Texas Tech. It's a recipe for disaster. So it's a tough loss. It's a hard loss to accept for BYU, and they are going to have to pick up the pieces and learn how to rebound uh, in a big way because you have no time to rest here if you're BYU. It would have been awesome to have this win in your back pocket, but now they come home, now they got to turn their attention immediately to facing off against Houston, and then, oh, by the way, Texas is on the docket just beyond that. The good news for BYU in this circumstance was that you went toe-to-toe with Texas Tech, and you hung in there as tough as you did. I know I don't want to come off completely down on this team. It's a tough loss. You'll learn from it. And now you come home for two very big games. you got the Houston Cougars coming in, a top 10 team. And then Texas, who has got plenty of talent in their own right, is coming to Provo a week from uh, today. It's going to be a noon kick, uh, not a noon kick, a noon tip, I should say, uh, there at the Marriott Center. You've got a big opportunity ahead of you. This is the only home-home uh, week for BYU in Big 12 play. The rest of the way for BYU, it's a home-road split every single week. This is the only back-to-back home games BYU you has uh, when it comes to a single week for in the Big 12. So you got to take advantage of it all possible, and it, it's disappointing. It's gonna this team is gonna hurt looking at this game potentially at the end of the season, th- thinking what could have been had we been able to pick up that win at Texas Tech. How different things might have been for BYU. But yet again, they let it slip in the second half. Five ha- halftime leads, and somehow, some way, BYU is two and three in Big 12 conference play. This conference is tough. There's no doubt about it. And BYU's going to have to learn how to grind out results. You've got to hang in there for 40 minutes. A dear friend of mine, Travis, you're going back and forth in this game. He made a very, very good point. That's where I'm going to finish on today's uh, postcast. Is that he called this the equivalent? of the Oklahoma and Oklahoma State games for BYU in football, and I think he's dead on with this. BYU, remember, in football, would get out to some of these leads. They were going toe-to-toe with Oklahoma. They had a, a lead on Oklahoma State on the road, and in the second half, they couldn't finish. You've got to be able to stay engaged. You've got to be able to play the full 40 minutes in this circumstance with basketball. You've got to play the full 60 minutes in football and be able to endure all of the storms they are going to be throwing your way. That's the thing that BYU is still trying to learn here, it feels like. And not having a full complement of players didn't help. Trevin Nell and Fuseni Triori were on limits, uh, minutes restrictions. Uh, they said that uh, Noah Waterman was a very late scratch for BYU, and that's disappointing not to have him out there because his shot-making, rebounding, his overall length would have helped BYU against a smaller Texas Tech team. But, hey, it's why we watch the games. You go out there and you watch them to see what happens. And BYU falls in disappointing fashion to Texas Tech. You can call it a choke. I'd call it a choke because BYU was up 16 points at halftime. They let that lead slip and slip fast in that second half. And that's it. it's one of those games that makes you think, okay, there's, there's some things that are still very concerning about this BYU basketball team. But just handle your business at home. You have to play very, very good basketball to beat both Houston and Texas potentially this week, and BYU very well could lose both of those games and go from sitting at two and three to being two and five this time next week, and that would obviously be di- be distressing if you're a Cougar fan. But that's kind of the nature 
of the beast that BYU is in with this Big 12 conference. So it's a very, very uh, fine path that BYU's got to be able to uh, walk here, and we'll see if they're able to do it. It's going to be very, very tough to do because, as Texas Tech pointed out to BYU, I feel like, that's a middling, quote-unquote, team in the Big 12, and they absolutely throttled BYU in that second half, and that that's concerning because – you got much more talented teams coming up very, very soon for BYU. All right, so there you go. My thoughts on BYU. A loss, 85-78 to to Texas Tech. Drops BYU to 2-3 and three in conference. Now to look to rebound as they take on Houston. A Tuesday night in Provo. Should be an elite crowd there in Provo at the Marriott Center. Looking very much forward to being out there at that game. And we'll have plenty of coverage for you guys right here on the podcast as we get ready for that one on our Monday and Tuesday editions of the show. But until next time, my friends, have a great rest of your day. And thank you once again for making and Locked On Cougars, your first listen of the day as always. And obviously a big uh, tip of the cap to all of you who are everydayers as well as this has been the Locked On Cougars podcast, special edition postcast right here on Locked On Cougars. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.